0: Scaling your business and finding the right source of funding to build your brand can seem like a daunting task, especially with no strategy in place. In this episode, we are joined by Krishna Mohan, a business coach and specialist in scaling six to eight figure businesses, and he explains how you can put a plan in place to scale your brand. Welcome to the Unified Brand Podcast, brought to you by Elements Brand Management, a weekly brand building and brand strategy podcast to help you unlock your brand's potential, stand out from the competition, and create impact. So today we're joined by Krishna Mohan, serial entrepreneur, business coach, speaker, president of Genius Visionary Inc., best-selling author, and has seen on Fox TV and other media outlets. He's an entrepreneur specialized in scaling six to eight-figure businesses by doubling their revenue within 18 months. Great to have you on the Unified Brand Podcast, Krishna. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Genius Visionary and how you got started in business?
1: Yes, so we started Genius Visionary as a management consulting firm you know, late 2015. And uh, we have been contemplating on this idea of how do we really make a difference to the corporate world? How do we add value to the corporate world? What is it that I think is the area that we need to focus? So that way we not only you know help the market, but also we have an opportunity for us in the long run, so that's how we've been thinking, and we started that in 2015, and then we picked up a few areas within the management consulting space and started really focusing on entity structuring, market expansions, growth, mergers and acquisitions. Within that, uh, we were focusing on compliance, due diligence, and exit strategies. Those were some of our focus areas as a management consulting firm. And then we realized that there is a lot of potential with the small business space. Uh, What I mean by that is companies under $5 million. So then we realized, what are those problems? What are these opportunities within the segment? We always keep looking at companies struggling with revenues on one side. We realized that they always keep struggling on funding and financing on the other side we thought if we could address these two things then pretty much the business owner is all set uh, because he can handle other areas of the functionalities so we started business coaching practice and then we came up with a couple models to engage with us which is one-on-one coaching we have a group coaching model and then we have a group coaching plus remote you know virtual diy kind of coaching model and then we have 100 percent diy business coaching model so we came up with a couple of platforms like geniusbusinesscoach.com, and then we started geniusonlineacademy.com. On the funding and financing side, we started geniusbusinesscredit.com, which is primarily helping business owners to get funding and financing based on their eligibilities. You know whether they have a collateral or good credit, and then also we came up with a program where we actually help business owners to build business credit. Based on you know the tax ID, so thereby the business becomes self sufficient enough to raise capital without using the owner's personal social security number or owner's personal collateral. Very powerful concept. So that's a little story about the genius visionary and you know the other you know, service offerings.
0: Well, wow, that's great. Yeah, I can see how they sort of different sections interchange and how they help each other mm-hmm. to help a business to grow and um, especially mm-hmm. like you said the the investment side of things the funding and um, yes. also the coaching as well and how important that one-to-one coaching can be. What's one of the things from a coaching point of view what are the things that you look at when you're talking to a business and dealing with a business what are the things that you look at first?
1: Yeah the first things that we look at is we assess the exact situation where the business is at the moment. How is their you know revenues so looking like? How is their day-to-day operations looking like? What are their you know, operational challenges? What are their people challenges? How is the business set in terms of really ready to achieve their own goals? Let's say I'm a $2 million company. I want to go to $2.5 million. Once I have that assessment, then I, we, have a, you know, we have a structured assessment. I assess based on asking a bunch of questions and asking a lot of data. Then we kind of get an idea about what are the areas, like the pain points, what are the areas that we need to address right away to get to that end result, which is $2.5 million. And then we come up with a plan as to how we can help this business to get to that point during the next 12 months, and then break it down to realistic action steps, quarterly, monthly, you know, weekly and daily. And then we get into the engagement and then we make, once we are engaged with the client, and help the business owner continuously on a weekly basis to implement then you know, a certain tactics which are built upon each other. It's like a recipe. You have many ingredients. If you don't combine them in the right order, then you don't get the right taste. The same thing as far as the business goals are concerned. You got to have the right steps in the right order done at the right time. So each one will add up to the next one, and then finally you get to the next result. So that's our model. That's how we build this company, this client, to that $2.5 million. Now that becomes the basis for their next year. So we don't have to do the same things that we did in the first year, so we will have, we can get into the next level things in year two. And then probably take the company you know, directly to an extra one more million dollars to the table.
0: Yeah, sounds interesting. And I think that what you were saying there about the different ingredients for the recipe and building mm-hmm. something up, I think that's crucial is getting those elements and those things right in that right order, like you said. So what yes. are some things that you see uh, businesses mm-hmm.
1: getting wrong with regards to that? Yeah, the first things first, what I realized is the clarity in terms of their goals. Yes, every company wants to grow, As yes, every company wants to grow double digit or, you know, maybe triple digit. And that's all fine. But do you have a plan? How do you get there? Just by focusing on sales, just by focusing on, you know, one area, maybe marketing or just by focusing on a product, just by focusing on a service will not get us there. So having clarity on the goal, like, yes, this is the number that I'm chasing by the end of this year. So once we lock in that number, the next thing is how. The how goes back to, okay, who is responsible for what in my team? Who is responsible for sales, for marketing, for operations, for accounting, for everything? And then how do I break down my goal back to these individual functions? And what are the KRAs for that function? And how do I measure them? Even if I'm an accountant, I still need to have my KRS. I still need to contribute to my end goal and revenue goal. And it's possible once you break down those numbers and then you actually break down the activity plan for each function that will lead you to that goal, then you can confidently say that I have a plan. So this is not happening. I can tell you that. That's number one. Number two is processes. What we generally understand is processes are okay, they're more like operational and think that, no, 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 you have to have process for everything. Do you have a process for lead generation? Do you have a process for conversion? Do you have a process to process to handle a funnel? Do you have a process to execute in an actual order that you receive? Do you have a process to handle a customer post sales? Do you have a process to follow the prospects who do not respond to you? So the process is one other you know area that I see is, is missing because the lack of processes means lack of predictability. So these are the main things which I see, you know, not seen in these businesses.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, especially if you have a goal that is uh, somewhere where you're trying to head and having that clarity of vision of where you want to reach and and that, that ideal number, like you said, or that ideal place you're trying to reach to. And then if you don't have the processes in place to streamline that and make it easier to reach that, I can see how that is sort of a drain on time, on resources. And also sometimes if you don't have a vision, you can sort of get a bit disillusioned as a business and internally your team can kind of lose focus. So when you're talking about goals, what do you specifically say to your clients and the people you work with through coaching about goals and how to set those?
1: Yeah, so the goals are, you know, a little more deeper subject, like in terms of, first of all, we need to first figure out why. Why are we in the business in the first place? Yep. You know, why am I in this business in the first place? So that goes back to, I'm I'm into this business, so I can retire with the income the business can produce. Well, maybe one reason, or I can support my family better than the job that I was doing before. I'm in this business because I don't like my boss. I leave my job, so I came here. So that's not the right reason. You need to have a proper why. I'm building a company so my son can take over, and then he becomes an entrepreneur. So you need to have that why very clear once you have the why very clear because that tells me what's the exit i'm building this company so i can sell it to a silicon valley you know private investor or a private equity firm i'm building this company so in the next five years i'm taking this company to public so once i have that clarity your game plan changes then we can get to the numbers based on that. okay what is it that i want to achieve So what are my goals? Then that's how I break down the goals. Once we have a realistic understanding about the goals between the business owner and me, then we kind of lock in that number and then go back to the strategy, high-level strategy and a base level tactic to get there. Because having that why will give clarity in terms of how much time do we have, how many, whatever, million dollars or whatever is a number that I have to chase, and then what are my financial resources, people resources, all other things that I have in my table? And what are the things that I don't have? Okay, so but there are many things that I don't have. Now, how do I get there? So this is the high-level framework. But as we get into this, a lot of details will follow from here. This is how it all revolves.
0: Okay, yeah, I get that. I think that makes sense. So you kind of have that, that goal that needs to be, first of all, yeah. why you exist, why you're yeah. busy in business, yes. and then... From that comes that number. So you have that reason for being in business. So then you can work out the kind of exit strategy, but then you have that number that comes out of that. And then from that, you can break it down into those steps and those processes and that strategy to reach that goal. So everything becomes more streamlined. With regards to strategy, you mentioned their sort of high strategy and then the sort of more the tactic-based level. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when you split that up, what's your sort of way of doing that? Do you have sort of bigger like a five-year plan three-year plan one-year plan and then you split mm-hmm. down into into quarters and things like that
1: yes yeah, so the strategy is basically you know for example if i'm trying to expand to a new market like I'm, I'm launching this new product now how do i get this product to this market right the market could be united states market market could be uk so there are many ways i can get to the market can i can do a licensing deal can i do can i build strategic partners can i myself have a team that can handle so that's the strategy part right what's the best way what what do we think is the best way to get to that right yes am I going to have some millions partners am I going to white label this product all of those things are like high-level strategy now coming back to tactics tactics are more localized like for example I may have a landing page then I may have a funnel then I may have a drip campaign then I may have conversion you know, conversion. So that could be a tactic. An example of a tactic is as simple as a funnel and then book or or you're producing some content, you know, so thereby you're you're attracting XYZ traffic, and then you have a model to convert and actually sell. That could be a tactic, but the strategy is more like a high level in terms of, okay, we are going to have a sales team. We are going to do these marketing activities. We are going to get to this market through option number one, two, three, And this is how we go. So that's how, you know, the strategy versus tactic. Now coming back to the funding and financing, just so if we have to do all of these things, so where do we get the money? What's my current resource? Okay, I have only limited amount, maybe $50,000, but I need around $300,000. How do I get that? Okay, so now the strategy is to build business credit. I can build business credit. Building is a process. It takes about six to nine months. It's not going to happen overnight. So while I do all my tactical activities, I also build my business credit. That's why I said the accounting guy or a finance guy working on that behind the scenes. So as we build the traction, as the numbers start flowing in, slowly you're also building the financial foundation. When the right momentum comes, you can go back to bank and you can get the $300,000 or $500,000 because you develop the ability to raise the capital because you worked for it. And if you did not work for it, then you got a surprise. Then you're purely dependent on your revenues. You're purely gambling because it's all guesswork. Then you get desperate. Then you go to I would say wrong sources where the capital is very expensive. Then when your capital becomes expensive, then you know it hits your gross margins. Then it's a matter of, you know, you may have numbers but you're not making money.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a holistic approach to building that. I think that's a really good way of looking at it and also thinking about it early on. I think like you said, getting that in early and kind of planning Mm -hmm. for that stage. I think maybe that's where some people fall down is they don't plan for that expansion, that growth or even that stage. So therefore, they're not ready for when they're ready to do that. And I think, yeah, that's a really good point.
1: Yeah, Chris, sorry for interruption, but I have one one point to tell here. It's not that they don't plan. Many times what I realize is they just don't know the options. Yes. They don't know that this is an option. This is also possible, especially the funding and financing part. It's like a blind spot. Most of these, the accounting or finance guys, they are also not so much aware of the other options. So they just suggest what's available within their framework or in the conventional way. But the business owner is cannot be good at everything, right? You, know, you can be a great product guy, you can be a great software developer, or you could be great marketer or a great sales guy that doesn't mean you have the core business skills so you're learning your real time while you're actually in the action so through this part that's why we have the small you know many businesses fail because and then you become strong you become better and then as you fail a couple businesses then all of a sudden you're like a pro you can start a business and scale it up but but there's a cost for everything can we afford the cost Cost of educating yourself, cost of not educating yourself, cost of doing it by trial and errors. So what I realized is many of the business owners are not aware that these options exist. This is the way it can be done. So that's where I come into the picture. You know, that's the value that I bring into the table. I bring into the table that they're not able to see. I bring into the table that they don't even know that exists. So that would save a tremendous amount of time. Three years five years any number of years and money for them which is more intangible in a way hope that makes sense
0: definitely yeah no i totally agree with what you're saying there i think you're right not a lot of people do understand or know that this is an available option i think having somebody like yourself and somebody yeah. who has that experience to come in and kind of help you so you don't have to make those mistakes you can still gain stronger through the knowledge i think is a really important and really sort of useful service in a really high level way because if you can learn those lessons without making those mistakes like you said and building it that way you know you're going to be much better for it and your business is going to be much better for it so in terms of sort of branding and marketing and sales where do you see these sort of fitting into the business development side of things
1: yeah so in this day and age you know branding is extremely crucial it's way too important you know than anything else because Generally speaking, you know, assuming you have any other product, like an average product or a service, you are in a crowded space. No matter which industry you are in and you have uh, unlimited competition coming from anywhere in the world, right? So how do you stand out? How do you stand out as a company? How do you stand out as a business owner? How can you make your voice heard by others? You can be the best guy or best scientist, but nobody knows you. Yeah. Nobody knows you, so how do you make that happen? That's the critical question. And that's why I personally feel branding is extremely important. It's way too important than anything else because once you have that, you can fast track everything else. Everything you do will become fast track. Now, how do we do that? So as a strategy, one of the main thing that goes into planning in the beginning itself that what is my game plan to build my company brand? Do I have a brand in the first place as basic as that? If I don't, then let me just figure that out. What is my brand? What's my brand message? What's the brand purpose? And then, you know, that's number one. And then how do I get there? How do I build my brand? Number two, me as an entrepreneur, me myself, do I have a brand? Who am I? What is my message? What is it that I'm trying to accomplish? And that is also very important. If a business owner can focus on these two things, I think he can clearly separate himself or his business from others pretty easily. It is easy, but as I tell you, it's not that simple. It's a process, it's a consistent process. It's not a one-time activity. It is a continuous activity that you have to do while you're doing other things. This may not be generating money today. This may not be generating money this month. But guess what? couple years down the line, you are way too ahead. At the same time, when a customer is trying to make a decision, is looking for a company or looking for a product, he's doing his own research. He's not talking to you. He's not even coming to your door. But he will find this information about your brand and your message and you as a person. And then he can probably decide based on that okay he's visible everywhere this guy is talking everywhere i get his message i feel some connection and i have a natural inclination to go to this place then a company seems to be big but i don't i don't feel connected
0: definitely i think differentiation like you mentioned is is crucial standing out from the competition building that brand that means something more than and has that meaning attached to it. So your brand purpose, and it has a vision that you're trying to work towards. And also, like you said, having that almost personal brand, the business owner, the kind of the entrepreneur in that scenario, and how they can develop that personal brand alongside the brand they're working on and in to that sort of future idea. And I think you're right. It does take time and it does take continuous work and you want to make sure that you are consistent in your branding and it continually is doubled down upon. And that uniqueness is one of the most crucial things that you want to be talking about and that message. I think you're right. I think it's something that a lot of people, when it comes to differentiation, they don't do enough of, they don't differentiate themselves enough. And like you said, if you can focus on why you are in business, what you're trying to do, what your brand is about, you will have a uniqueness there that no one else can match because no one's going to be the same as you and no one's going to have the same vision or goals as you.
1: Absolutely. If you look at any big names, right. And look at Tony Robbins or you can look at Robert Kiyosaki or, you know, look at anybody who is who made uh, made it very big or I would say global brands everybody knows them. Now guess what everybody may not know every business that they do but if they start any new business you won't think twice to do anything with them you just do it. you don't need to know too many details about it. I want to invest in his company I want to you know get associated maybe do something is Tony Robbins launches new program. It's Tony Robbins. You you don't need to look into what program is that, how much would it cost or something. Either you're sold with him or you're not.
0: So building a brand from the beginning and putting that time in is obviously important and it's important to develop that. From an exit strategy point of view and also a sort of that point where you go to sell that business, how important is a brand at that point?
1: Absolutely. That's a very good question. Let me tell you what. Your brand by itself can be valued. We can put a dollar value to it. Um, So coming back to valuations, when you value your business, it has an intangible value, but it still has a value. So you associate a dollar value to the brand and it goes back to your business valuation. So that's extremely important. Now, again, most business owners are not even aware of it. They think the value of the business is directly proportional to the revenues or profitability or or something else, their location or their employees or their product or something. What they don't realize is their brand has a value. By the way, their business credit has a value. They don't have these two things, they don't have value, and they don't know these things. So being aware of these things will automatically put your business at a higher value. We are very powerful. Yes,
0: so thinking about brand and thinking about your credit and your finances at an early stage can actually help to When you go to exit, it can actually help with that valuation, like you said. And yeah, I think that's a really important thing for more people to think about. Because if you start early with both of these things, I guess it's, you know, especially laying that foundation for the future, aren't you? You're kind of streamlining that whole process.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So these are some of the things what I can tell is under our control. There are many things in business which are not in our control. We don't have control on customer behavior. We don't have control on many other things, you know, customer preferences. We don't have control on competition. We don't have control on the market. We don't have control on economy. We don't have control on weather. We don't have control on anything, right? Political system or, or pandemic situation. Yeah. But what I have been discussing is everything which are hundred percent in your control. Yes. Respect of the economy. Respect of anything else. If you start focusing on these things, a lot of other things can be handled. You may have a lot of other problems. That's fine. You will be still okay because you did a lot of things which are in your own control.
0: Yes. That's one of the things I've noticed, especially with the pandemic is the brands that understood what they stood for and where their vision was and how they were headed and the role they played in their audience's life. I think those brands were able to adapt a lot easier than brands that didn't have any of that foundation in place because. They needed to dive deep and work out how they were going to adapt in in the kind of the situation that's occurred. And being able to have a plan in place, almost like a blueprint of what your brand is, gives you a lot of an easier time when you're looking to pivot or adapt or change your strategy in accordance with things that are out of your control.
1: Yes, that's the thing, right? Like if you look at a lot of businesses, they're more focused on the day-to-day activity and not really having this perspective, the big picture in mind. Yeah. It's not about today, today's sales, or the product that I'm selling this month, or the money that I'm quickly made. It's much beyond that. You will still do all of those things. But if you do these other things that we are talking about, the brand and all other things, you know, like content, authoritative status, engagement, thought leadership. Yes, you have to think. You have to force yourself to think. It's not easy. Again, I'm telling you, it's not easy. But you have to do that. How, because as I said, there are so many out of control things in the business and as a small business owner, or even as a big business owner, doing these things right can mean you can increase your price by 30%. There's no problem. People are so much you know, thinking about decreasing prices. I always challenge my, almost in all cases, I make sure that we increase prices. There should not be any problem. And I proved that, that the sales increased. Why? Because you did the other things right. They can't realize that. They can't believe that. Positioning, right? Yes,
0: definitely. Yeah, so that's really interesting. And I think you're right. People get caught up in that day-to-day and they don't think about that, building that content and that thought leadership. Because I think sometimes people think it's a mammoth challenge, but it's something that you have to start. You have to take that step in order to keep, to get to that
1: place you want to get to. You're going to have to take that step. Take your baby. See, copywriting is not easy. A lot of things that I'm talking about are not easy, but start somewhere. Yeah, Everything can be learned. You know, there's a lot of information. About everything can be learned. You don't have to hire a professional for everything. Take baby steps. The good news is not everybody is doing it. The bad news is you're not doing anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a great saying that I heard from somebody that was good is good enough as well. I think sometimes people people get <laughs> yeah. paralyzed a bit by trying to perfection everything, like be perfect no. to everything. And You have to get started in order to learn those lessons to make it more perfect than what it was at the beginning so you have to almost go through those steps of so with i've we've got a video a youtube channel elements brand management on youtube is our channel and on that it took me a long time to start video and once i started videoing and once we started using that and going through it the process streamlined it became a lot quicker i became a lot more confident on camera when talking It's just getting started and then from there you can build and you can grow, you can learn because you know what the bits that you need to learn and the bits that you need to adapt and change about what you're already doing. If you don't start, those things don't become apparent.
1: It is what it is because being in business is a decision that you took, you know, so there are so many things that comes along with that and it's also our own responsibility to make sure that we constantly learn, constantly grow, constantly do all the right things for our business. So investing your business you're investing your time you're investing you know everything into your business it's not just money it's not just other things your investment is all these things that we're talking about and they are going to pay you over time so you know back in the day it's different now we are in a connected world like i said you know it means a big opportunity sometimes it means also it works against you because if you don't do all the right things then your competition is doing it. You're not doing it.
0: Yeah. You know? Definitely.
1: Yeah. If you're not doing it, somebody's doing it. So you better do it and yeah. better stay ahead of the curve. And as you start doing it, like as just say, as you take baby steps, soon you will realize how far ahead you are ahead of your competition you will be way too ahead of everybody else.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing how far-reaching some
1: of that stuff is. I mean, there's
0: people that I, we talk to now and, and they've seen the videos and I've never spoken to this person before and I'll speak to somebody and uh, they've gone, oh yeah, I've seen your videos. And it's amazing how quickly that spreads and how quickly that you can actually build momentum by using content and developing that side of things. And so from a business coaching point of view, when you're working with your clients, what other things do you look at sort of outside of the traditional business Sort of sphere. Do you look at things like mindset and things like that with your clients?
1: Absolutely. You know, I'm a great believer about that. You know, as I say, you know, I always tell that you need to have the winning mentality, right? You're here yeah. to win the game. You're not here to just test it or try it. You did not come here just because you know you you don't like your previous job or you hate your boss. Th- those are not the right reasons. You came to this with a purpose and you're purpose driven. The concept here is you're going to make it happen no matter what. That is the number one quality that you need to have. So I am going to get the trophy anyways. And my job is just to make sure that I play the game to get that. So I I should not have any doubt in that. So I may have all these problems every day, you know, those are just, there's a part of the process. And that's how I solve the problems and I get to my destination. So resilience, ability to solve problems, and then belief that I am the winner, you know, no matter what, it has no reasons. You know, my product may not be good, I'm not good, my company is not good, nothing is good, but I'm going to win. So I'm going to make it happen. You know, That is that that you carry because there's so many odds against you anyways. And if you have any doubt in yourself, forget about it. You should not have any doubt on anything. Yeah, I may be wrong, but that doesn't mean that I'm not sure. I have to be sure. Yes. It's that nobody is right. Everybody is just doing their best in their own abilities, right? But you, as a business owner, realizing the fact that you're going to win by itself will get you so far in your life that you cannot even imagine how successful you are. And then consistency, consistency, consistency. There's no shortcut for consistency. Definitely. That's one of the
0: biggest things that I've found is belief. You said belief and confidence in Mm -hmm. yourself. You don't have to be right, like you said. Mm -hmm. You just have to be sure. and You have to have an idea of where you're going. And I think When you start doing that and you feel it's amazing how much of a difference it makes to everything that you do. Once you, those little doubts aside, those doubts can be really damaging and it's really hard to protect yourself. Like you said, resilient and almost bulletproof to a point you have to almost, yeah, make yourself bulletproof to outside because it can be really easy to be sucked in by negative news and different things from the outside.
1: Shield yourself from external reality. You know, it's a fact, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be stuck with that. Yeah, The fact is you have a failing product. The fact is Your numbers are, you know, horrible numbers. So what happens? Nothing happens. You just need to do what needs to be done. You cannot be stuck with that. Then figure out a new product. Then figure out a new service. Change your business. Those kind of thoughts you will get when you have this mentality. When you don't have the determination, when you have the confidence, then you will change your thinking because you change your thoughts. Then you produce different outcomes.
0: Definitely, because otherwise you're stuck holding those doubts and you just sit <laughs> focusing on the doubts. I did snowboard um, instructor course, and one of the mm-hmm. things that the instructor said to me was, when you're snowboarding and you're snowboarding through a wooded area where there's lots of trees, he said, don't focus on the trees, focus on the spaces between the trees. If you focus on the trees, you're going to hit the trees. And I Absolutely. think that's kind of a similar Fantastic. thing
1: here. That's so great. Like I said, you have to shield yourself from the things that don't serve your purpose. they may be facts you don't get stuck with the facts it's just like reading newspaper okay so you're reading a lot of facts but some of them may be negative facts and you're unnecessarily focusing your subconscious mind on the negative facts which are not going to be serving your purpose which you're trying to accomplish focus 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 on only the thing that you're doing it why are we focusing on other things yeah right so like what is your goal what is it that you want to achieve what are you trying to accomplish here Always you know come back to your lane, you know, stay in your lane. Don't try to get carried away with even opportunities. Sometimes the other opportunities are so tempting that you will end up spending so much time on always other new opportunities, but not really doing the right things for what you're supposed to do. Yes,
0: I think that's a real big one because I think it's really easy to do that when you have an opportunity that comes your way or yeah, you have an yeah. opportunity to partner up or do something slightly mm-hmm. different. And if mm-hmm. it's not right for your brand and your business, sometimes that can be detrimental. And I think it comes back to having that idea of who you are, because if you know who you are, you know what your mm-hmm. brand stands for and where it's going, then those yes. opportunities, when they come up, you know instantly whether or not it's right or not, as opposed to just, like you said, taking everything that comes along because it's an opportunity. I think, yeah, that's a big one that you see people doing where they, they partner up with something that isn't quite right for their business or brand because they think it's an opportunity that's worth taking as opposed to being right for their, where they're going.
1: Right, you know, because you have different sales cycles and then you have market cycles, you have economic cycles and whatever you, you are doing will fall into that. And you need to have patience. So it's like this, just because you're not many making money on this particular product right now, you know, you don't need to quickly switch because you need to first understand what's the product life, what is the you know, sales cycle. Having those ideas will give you enough space and time for you to be patient. There's a lot of impatience that comes into the business. You become impatient because of of lack of proper understanding about the situation.
0: Yes, exactly. I think that is a gut reaction that comes out of confusion. I think confusion Mm -hmm. causes Mm -hmm. that gut reaction to then be like, it's a knee jerk, isn't it? It's a knee jerk and Mm -hmm. when you don't have that goal and that plan in place. It's a knee jerk reaction to something that yeah you're worried about, I think.
1: Yeah. So like, for example, let's say if you're managing teams, you know, sales teams or any other team, each person you hired him. So you found something in him, that he's good at something and then he's doing his job. Now, as a business owner, it's your job to identify the strengths in each talent and yes. then leverage that. You need to get that. If you don't get that, then you may be pushing him for the wrong thing and show him as a, he's, a, he's a failure. And then you have to fire him. It happens all day long. Yeah, definitely. So you're not but, meeting but, but, not meeting yeah. where, he, where he needs to meet. No. met. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe he's good in a different things. And I know salespeople who can produce who are good at producing millions of dollars, but they're not good in producing twenty thousand dollars. Yes. Now you put the guy to sell this thing, and you show him as a failure. Unfortunate, you know. You get, you need to get, you need to have the judgment as a business owner. So it's very important because that understanding is very important. Who is good at what? And then can we give time for this guy to produce that million-dollar transaction? Maybe it may take six months. Can you give the time? If you cannot, then don't work with him. If you can't, then bring him. But don't bring him and push him to get this 20000 this month. He can't do that.
0: Yeah, so seeing the, the strengths in individuals mm-hmm. and being able to harness that, to use it to the best
1: possible way. Exactly. So you need to have your team also sold on your vision, also sold on your goals, and then bring them on. Don't just bring them on and push your goals onto him.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I think it's having that buy-in, having that culture that is built around a shared focus Mm -hmm. and a shared mission, I think is really important.
1: Exactly. So we are all on one purpose. Like I said, even if you're an accountant uh, accountant or you're in a finance guy, you still need to be on my page. You're not there sitting and looking at some numbers. No, everybody in the company is only on one purpose. One purpose only. Yes. And that is my job. And if I don't know that, guess what? Nobody knows that.
0: Yeah, and then that causes the confusion, the internal confusion mm-hmm. that can lead yeah. to those mistakes
1: or, or those yeah. gut reactions. Yeah. yeah, everybody thinks that they're doing their job, so you can't blame them. I'm doing my part. I mean, if you look at the you know communication within the organization, if you have ever worked in companies where you know things are not really happening well, except you, everybody has a valid reason as to why they're right.
0: Yes. Yep.
1: Everybody, you cannot even logically prove that they're wrong. Why are we failing? Yeah. <laughs> so strange, right? And it's so frustrating for the boss.
0: Definitely. And you, you get it on an individual level, but you get it on an interdepartmental level as well. So you get it mm-hmm. where the communication is lost because it, like you said, everyone thinks they're doing what they should be doing and they see the brand and the business as one thing. And you get those those mismatches, those miscommunications. And you see it in meetings sometimes where a meeting will go on far longer than it needs to because nobody's on the same page and mm-hmm. everyone has a different idea of where they're going what the brand stands for, what message they're trying to get across, all these things that don't fully add up and they're not connected. They're not on the same page, like you said.
1: Yeah. So bottom line here is it's all going back to the same thing, right? What's your purpose, right? Once we define that, it's the same thing, right? Like to me, when I'm working with any client on this you know, coaching engagements, it's the same thing, clarity, and I'm not taking any client until I'm, I'm very clear or until they are very clear. And if they're not on my page, guess what? We're not working because this requires work. This requires commitment. This requires passion. This requires dedication and willingness to take action. This does not require wishful thinking. Yes. Because we are result-oriented. We'll get you there. Are you ready? It's not that I am ready. I'm not in your business. I'm an outsider. But guess what? I'm more ready than you. Are you ready? Yes. I need only one answer. If you're ready, then let's roll. If you have doubts, take your time to clear the doubts and come because this is not some kind of a university program where you do a marketing major or you're going to some buying a program or something. In my case, it's result oriented and we also, you know, have our compensation linked to the result. That's how we think we differentiate from others because we are result-oriented. We will take you to the finish line. The question is, are you ready?
0: Definitely. I think that's a really important thing to do. And I think from your point of view as well with the clients that you work with, it's important to make yeah. sure that they are in that space because
1: yeah. it reflects on you as well, doesn't it, that? Absolutely. I see some of the people, they have small goals. Some of them are not that goal-oriented, not that result-oriented. That's okay. It's okay, whatever works for you. But if that's what you want, then we will help you really want to achieve something clearly in the next 12 months and then you need help, we, will, we can help you, we will help you. I do not see that because, you know, it's like this, right? I can always say that I want to become a millionaire. Okay, but the time will tell whether that is going to happen or not, right? Because as you make a couple hundred thousand dollars, then that's a lot of money for you because you have never made any of that kind of money. Now you're relaxed. You don't have motivation to make $300,000 because you already have $200,000. But you originally started with million dollars, then guess what? That's what it is. So you don't have a concept of even achieving those goals because you don't have a track record to achieve those goals. Yeah. You're chasing a number that was never with you. Yes. I'm not an Olympic, you know, champion trying to get Olympic gold medal. I'm an unknown player trying to get an Olympic championship. It's a different ride in both the cases.
0: It's okay to have those big goals, but you need to have goals as well that are realistic initially
1: yeah. that set you on that path in order to get to the bigger goals. Exactly. That's where I said, are you ready? Yeah. Are you sure? Because in a conventional world, everybody wants to become rich. Everybody wants to become wealthy. That's all fine. But do you have a plan? How do we get there? How do we get that? And how much is the number that you think will make you rich? You know, so You have a definition of it, right? So that's how you get clarity and that's how you get into your action. plans. like, you know, I want to have 100 clients, right? 100 clients signing for my program. Okay, sounds good. But do you have a plan? How do you get there? You know, that's the real question.
0: Yeah. So do you ever find with that, that when they reach their goals, the people you work with, I mean, I don't know if you, the German national football team, when they won the World Cup, some of the players afterwards said that they had this almost fatigue, as in they'd achieved Uh that goal. And then the next step, what was the next step on from that? Once they achieved it, it was almost like they wanted something else to shoot for, but they didn't know what it could be. Do you ever find that when people reach certain models.
1: Well, that's an exception. It's not that everybody falls into that category, but I have, you know, these are high achievers, right? So in that case, what happens in business is you keep moving on, right? You launch a new business. And then if I find somebody really, you know, at that high performance levels, then what I would uh, challenge them is to, you know, focus on acquisitions. Okay. If you're good with this organic growth now, okay, now how about acquiring your competition? Okay, that's that's a good challenge for him, right? That's a different challenge for him. Yes. Now we are talking about bigger things onto the table. So they like that. Yeah. Uh, Since I am ready, you know, I have uh, the capability to take the companies to any level. I bring in different things to different kind of businesses onto the table, depending on their readiness. Okay, do you want to go to public, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's always ways to challenge, and there's always a way to get them motivated and then, you know, refresh. Everything else, that's the stagnation part in the business.
0: So as a sort of something to leave some of the listeners with, like in terms of what are your sort of key fundamentals? I know you obviously don't give anything away from your coaching, but what are some of the key things that you would say to a business in order to start thinking about now that would help them then get to a place where they could start putting some of this into, into
1: action? Everything goes back to their exit, right? Like what they see as their exit. So if you start thinking about that exit even right at the get-go, That gives a good framework in terms of, you know, keeping an eye if my goal is to acquire companies in the next, uh, you know, like after I reach $2 million mark, maybe then I want to acquire another company, a million dollar company. And that's how I see my growth. Then I start looking at that company starting from now. Okay. So I'm giving that kind of a time, you know, I'm giving that much of a time for myself. So I don't become desperate. I don't become needy. I don't make mistakes in terms of negotiating or identifying the right kind of a deal. Yes. Yeah, giving yourself the space and time is a built-in cushion that comes with this clarity.
0: Yeah, it's crucial to have that clarity and that focus and that ability to yeah, mm-hmm. think about the future and think about where you want to head.
1: Yeah, I keep evaluating these businesses occasionally as I find them meeting my acquisition criteria. So I'm in control. I yes. can put in ridiculous offer and let them go because I have time. But when I don't have time, I cannot put these ridiculous offers. I cannot acquire them on terms. I cannot probably even get my ideal acquisition target. Yes. You see, the body language, the tonality, the confidence, control can change depending on the timing.
0: Yes. When you have that time, you have that, that ability, like you said, to be more confident. You have more options. You have more things that you can do that are sort of available
1: at your disposal in order to make those decisions. That's how it's going to, you know, help help us if we have that proactiveness than reactiveness. You know, reactiveness in business is always not good because I need to get this done. That right there puts me under pressure. Yes.
0: Well, um, thank you very much for coming on the Unified Brand Podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you on. It's been a really interesting conversation. And um, I think there's been some great stuff that the listeners will really get their teeth into from this interview. And I really appreciate you coming on. Where's the best place for um, the listeners to sort of find out more about you, what you and uh, where they can find you online?
1: Yeah, Chris, uh, the best way to reach me is my email, which is Krishna at GeniusBusinessCoach.com. Again, Krishna at GeniusBusinessCoach.com. And then also, I'm actually offering my free book on the website, which is uh, how I find 10K in any business within 45 minutes. And then I'm also going to offer 90 days business coaching through our Genius Online Academy. So anybody from your audience who is interested, I mean, small businesses under $5 million, they can get in. They can write an email or referring this podcast. I'll be happy to enroll them to that, uh, you know, program.
0: Brilliant, thank you. That's amazing. What I'll do is I'll put the details in the show description along with the links and links to your sort of websites and social media profiles. But yeah, thanks again. It's been really good. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Chris. I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you.
0: We've just put together a weekly brand tip video series, which is designed to help you to unlock your brand's potential and stand out from the competition. And if you're interested, if you just go to elementsbrandmanagement, all one word, .co.uk, Forward slash weekly hyphen brand hyphen tips. Sign up and you'll be delivered a three to five minute video a week straight to your inbox. I'll put a link in the show notes if you're interested. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to receive more, you can subscribe in all the usual places. We're talking iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Please, if you get a chance, rate and review. It helps a podcast to kind of get a bit more visibility and allows us to keep on producing these podcasts. Have a great week. Catch up soon, keep those brands unified.